Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes and I'm author of the book and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast on habits that amplify stress. This will likely be our last episode in this series. I think it's been a pretty good series. And uh, if you have missed any of it, uh, each one is only about seven to eight minutes. I would encourage you to go back from the very beginning of the series. We began talking about procrastination. We also discussed overanalyzing, lack of personal investment or me time, saying no and people pleasing, clutter in the brain and what it does, how the effects it has on the brain. Uh, Pros and cons of caffeine, which I found to be really quite interesting. And self-sabotage, which we're all guilty of at some level or another. And then yesterday we talked about digital addictions. The only thing I did not include in that discussion was, you know, additional digital addictions such as uh, binge watching, maybe uh, Netflix movies, things like that. Which all of it kind of carries the same... um, common denominator in the reason it causes the stress is that it steals away time that you could be using on things that are going to give you a sense of purpose and value things that are important to invest in like your family um you know household uh, responsibilities work um you know reading uh taking time to unplug uh, exercising you know whatever it might be we are losing that time available to us and uh, jeopardizing our well-being by so doing and sometimes putting ourselves in a a terrible pickle because we've spent our time doing things that we shouldn't be doing instead of things that we should be doing so and and there's probably a multitude of other reasons why that would be a a factor but I think it's important to realize so today we're going to wrap it up with something that you probably really never discussed before Um, I, I know I haven't thought about it that much but I find a lot of truth to this and I actually found this article in Psychology Today which is one of the sources I enjoy looking into and I want to learn some more information about the science or what things do to the brain or the mind or the body in terms of um, our physiology and and what we're doing to ourselves. So we're going to talk today about the the truth and the science behind lying and what it does to our brains and our bodies. And I'm going to share some facts with you you may have never heard before, maybe have never even thought about but our, you know we're we're as human beings we want people to think well of us okay that's that's innate in us we want most of us i would say i mean obviously there's a few exclusions but for the most part people want to have integrity they want people to think well of them and getting caught in a lie certainly does not produce that so we have this automatic reaction within us that actually is very similar to the uh, the fight or flight So uh, the dishonesty will put the brain in a state of heightened alert and the stress increases with the magnitude of the lie. So in other words, simple lies, uh, trivial lies may, may, may not bother everyone. They could bother some people, you know, niceties such as, hey, you know, that toupee looks great. You can't even tell you're wearing it. <laughs> or that turkey wasn't dry at all. Hey, can you pass me some more water? <laughs> you know, um, those are just trivial things that, that may or may not bother certain people. But, you know, for the most part, they're not going to create as much of a reaction as more sinister lies, such as, you know, uh, falsely accusing someone of a crime or, or lying to investors. These can have devastating consequences on the body, on the brain, and put the brain in a, in a heightened state of alert. And the stress increases with the magnitude of the lie, especially if 
you find yourself having to lie to protect the lie to cover that lie to, to figure you know and it just it can get just worse and worse so we have to be really careful okay uh, we have to be really really careful in fact if we're going to get into the medical side of this um, uh, in, in we've all heard of a polygraph test. The polygraph test works based on the anxiety the person is feeling. Um, you know, and and you know they may have a number of symptoms: heart rate goes up, sweat, mouth goes dry, voice can shake, etc. Things like that. But depending on the person who is lying, it, it, they may be desensitized more than others. Therefore, the accuracy of the polygraph is heavily contested. And in fact, you do have some people who are innocent; they'll just be nervous and express the fight or flight just in getting hooked up to the machine <laughs> i'm being asked a question so that's i guess a debatable issue whether or not that's a a, a, a you know a, a good way of telling but but here's the thing uh, when you tell a lie it lights up like a fireworks display an honest brain is relaxed where a dishonest brain is frantic so if you take a brain scan okay you're going to see a lot more activity in the brain especially in the limbic system of the brain which is what initiates the fight or flight response, okay? So they can really tell now when using higher tech equipment and methods. Um, now, here's an interesting case. Two doctors were recently questioned about Marta's particular reaction to lying. Speaking to Fast Company, Gra gastroenterologist Cara Gra Gross Marguez of the Columbia University Medical Center stated that she's never seen a patient that suffers from chronic vomiting after lying, nor has David A. Johnson, a gastroenterologist, uh, now we're just um, at Eastern Virginia Medical School speaking to Slate Johnson said never in my 42 years of experience has chronic vomiting been brought up that it was specific to lying wow well how is that how can that happen well experts are finding out more and more that the so-called gut brain axis is a plausible mechanism behind regurgitative reflex so gut-brain axis refers to the two-way communication that takes place between the two bodily systems, explaining why we get butterflies in our stomach when we're nervous, okay? So Kara uh, Gross Margulis admits that significant anxiety can cause or lead to nausea and vomiting, opening a door for a condition to exist in someone who is constantly worried or anxious. So interesting fact, there's obviously more information in this article. Um, again, Psychology Today is where I pulled this from. The name of the article is The Truth About Lying and What It Does to the Body, if you want to do some exploration yourself. But what I want to get across to you is that, you know, uh, these are things that, that increase your stress and things you can cut back on. Um, if lying has become habitual for you, maybe it's something to become more aware of and, and cut back on to reduce the stress in your life. Well, this is Michelle Steffes. Your journey to greatness, your routine, inviting you back to a brand new series tomorrow and thanking you for joining us on this series about the habits that amplify stress. Keep reaching higher. Have an amazing day.